in our world today, we have lots of places to look for wisdom. We have books, uh, we have a lot of information available to us that can help us to get an idea of what to do and how to do it. There's a lot of books out there that are how-to books, five easy steps on how to do this or how to do that. Uh, there's books on wisdom from other cultures that are out there. People are looking for the wise way or the best way to do something. And I think often we look for answers that way. We look for um, to have uh, a wise advice from someone. We'll ask an older person or a sa older sage or someone that has lived life. And we look for wisdom and we look for understanding from them. So today, what we're going to be looking at is we're going to be looking at uh, the book of Proverbs. I'm, I don't know if I'll be able to go through the whole book, but um, we, uh, I want to start here. And I believe this is what God would have us to hear for this time. And we're going to be learning about wisdom and knowledge and instruction. We're going to look at the uh, we're going to look at three points here this morning. For verse one, it's the Proverbs of Solomon. Uh, two is to know re and receive and to give, and thirdly is listen, my son, and be wise. Verses five through seven. So we see here in the first verse that it says the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. So we see that the Proverbs are from whom? They're written by whom? They're written by Solomon. And who was Solomon? Solomon was the son of David. Solomon was the one who uh, was uh, David's successor. Um, David being the righteous king that he was. Um, and God chose Solomon to be the successor after David. To follow in his steps. And so these are throughout Solomon's lifetime. He wrote various uh, sayings, various uh, riddles, various uh, forms of wisdom and, and proverbs um, and things throughout his uh, tenure as, uh, throughout his reign as a king. So um, we look at, I want to look at a, a scripture passage because this is, I want to look at the background behind Solomon and what had happened with Solomon. So if you would look with me at 1 Kings chapter 3. Let's look at verse, verse 6. I'm going to read to you uh, several verses here. Uh, chapter 3, verse 6. It says, Then Solomon said, You have shown me great, you've shown great love and kindness to your servant David, my father, according, to, according as he walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart toward you. And you have reserved for him the great, this great loving kindness, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, David. Yet I am a little child. I do not know how to come in or go out or come in. Your servant is in the midst of the people which you have chosen, a great people who, who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? 
So that's the prayer of Solomon uh, that he prayed to the Lord um, as he began his reign and his rule over Israel. Now this is God's answer and this is God's reply in verse 10. It was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked the, this thing. God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have you asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart so that th there have been no one like you before you, nor shall there be anyone arise after you. I've also given you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that you will not be, there will not be any among the kings like you all your days. If you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments, and your father David, as your father David walked, I will prolong your days. So we see here that Solomon wanted to be wise. If you look at look at verse, it says here, so in verse 9, so what was Solomon's desire here? What was Solomon's purpose here? His, he wanted to do what? He wants so give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge the this great people of yours? So what was he looking for? He was looking for, he was looking for an understanding heart to judge the people, and to discern between good and evil. So he was looking for that. That was on his heart. That was on his uh, mind. That was on his radar as far as what he wanted for uh, to be a, as a good king. So there was a desire there. There was a longing there. There was something that was there that God saw, that God knew that was there in the heart of Solomon. That's what he wanted to do. That was the purpose was there. And so God knew Solomon's heart. God saw Solomon's heart, and God a answered Solomon according to his heart, didn't he? And so, these, and so Solomon was able to write wise and discerning sayings and things um, as a part of what God, as a part of the wisdom that God had given him. And the Proverbs are the result of that. Lamentations is a result of that. So those and the other writings that he had, a Song of Solomon, were the result of the wisdom that God had given him. Had he not asked for it, we may have not seen the book of Proverbs, or we may have not seen Lamentations. We may not have seen uh, Song of so Solomon or Song of Songs. We may not have seen those things. And so the reality is, is that if we truly want to have a wise heart and we want to be wise and discerning and knowing what to do and knowing, as Solomon said, good and evil, knowing what's right and what's wrong, knowing what's good and what's best, then we need to have the heart and we need to ask God for that. Because if you look at James 1.5, what does it say? Look at James 1.5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, let him ask of God, who gives 
to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Just as it was given to Solomon, so it will be given to us. So if we want a wise heart, as Solomon wanted a wise heart, then we need to begin to have that kind of heart which says, um, I want wisdom. I want to know what's right. I want to know how to do things right. I want to know what's good, and I want to know what's best. I want to know the difference between good and evil. We think we know what's the difference between good and evil, but what's, what's the difference between right and what's best? So that is, these are the Proverbs of Solomon. So Solomon was looking for that, and God gave him that. And so the premise is for us, if we want to be wise, if we want to have understanding, if we want to be the people who know what to do and know what's best, then we need to develop that heart saying, I want that. Or we could just say, no, I don't want to know what to do, because if I know what to do, then I won't be held, uh, th then I'll be held accountable. But if I don't know what to do, I can say, well, I didn't know what to do. A lot of people plead that case. So I didn't know what to do. Well, if you didn't ask for wisdom and you, didn't, and you didn't ask for something and you didn't get any wisdom, you can't plead that case before God. You may be able to do that before men, but you can't plead that case before God. So that's why we need wisdom. We need understanding to know what to do, what's right and what's best. Because everything is not clear cut, is it? Everything is not clear cut as the way we should go or what we should do or how we should do things. But because wisdom comes from who, ultimately? Wisdom comes from God, doesn't it? Understanding comes from God, because who gave Solomon the wisdom? God did. Who gives us the wisdom? God does. So let's go on to our second part here. It says, to know, to receive, to, receive, to give. Verses 2 through 4. And we see here it says, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings and understandings. Wisdom, it, it, it's the use of the best means for the best ends. It's generally employed in the book of, for true piety. Piety means having a pure heart. And so it's the use of the best means for the best ends. So you're using, having the understanding and the idea wisdom is, is to have the best means at your disposal, at your disposal to do, to accomplish what? The best ends. So the means accomplishes the ends, doesn't it? And so you're going to, wisdom is saying, okay, what is best, what I need to do in order to accomplish what the best end is? Or we can just settle for second best. I don't think any of us want to settle for second best. We want to set, settle for what is best before God. So that's why we need wisdom to know how to accomplish something and in order to know what the best end of that is for. And that's what wisdom is. The use or the best means for the best ends. Okay, it says an instruction here. Let's look at verse 2 here. It says, I mean, verse an instruction. Instruction means discipline by which men are trained. Discipline by which men are trained. Men meaning in general, meaning men and women. It's just a generic term here. So discipline means you're given instruction on what to do so that you can be trained well. So how do 
military folks, my dad was in the Navy, my mom was in the Navy, they were disciplined in how to do things a certain way according to the Navy and the way the Navy did things. And so the dis they were instructed on what to do. They were instructed to say, this is how you do things the proper way, the right way, so that you can do what? So that you can, so you can be trained properly. Do we want to be trained properly or do we want to do things our own way? The, th the proper th way to do things is, is, to, is to have the discipline, the self-control to say, okay, I'm going to do what they say so that I can, so I can be trained properly. What do we want to be trained properly as? We want to be trained properly as what? God's children, God's people, so that we can do what we can do. We can do for God the best what we can do for him. What does the scripture say? It says for children. What, what's the purpose of parents who have kids? The purpose is to train, was it to train your child up in the way it should go. And when he's old, they will not depart from the word, right? Train a child. I, I don't know where the scripture verse is, but it says train a child and the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from the word. And so the purpose of training our children, or the purpose for us, God training us, is so that we will be able to do discipline, so we're able to do that which is right. That which is the way God would have us to do things. We want to do things what's right. I would hope that that would be our desire, that we would want to have wisdom, and we want to be instructed by God in order to do the right way, in order to, and to have the discipline, the self-control to be able to say, okay, I'm, gonna be, I'm willing to be trained, I'm willing to hear what you have to say, God, and I'm willing to do what you have to do rather than rebelling so that you can do and be what's right, so you can do and be the best person that God wants you to be. But it takes discipline, doesn't it? But discipline begins with what? Instruction, listening to instruction. Let's go on here for understanding, for instruction and why. Okay, for instruction to discern the sayings of understanding. Understanding means that is words which enable one to discern good and evil. So you say, well, I don't understand. Well, God's term for understanding means is is that words which and words that have that is words which enable one to discern good and evil. How many of us want to be able to discern good and evil, what's right and what's wrong? What's good and what's best? I do. And we have, but we have to be willing to have to understand, God, I don't understand. I don't understand, God. I don't understand. But I want your understanding. And that understanding means what's good, the difference between good and evil. Well, sometimes it's not always just black and white. Good and evil. If you look at a lot of the, the you know, superhero shows, it's, there's a, a clear delineation, a clear line saying of this, these guys are good, these guys are bad. And it's pretty clear. But sometimes good and evil are not always that clear, are they? And that's why we need wisdom. That's why we need understanding to, to say, okay, what's good here and what's not? Because sometimes Satan is a master of disguise, isn't he? He's a liar, not, he's, a, he's a father of lies, as it says in John chapter eight. And so he's a master at manipulating words and he can paint a picture and he can describe a situation to make it look good when it's really not good. 
and it's, and it's evil. Do you understand what I'm saying? Understanding from God will be able to help you to discern, to say, well, even though this is being said, it looks pretty good, maybe it's not. Understanding will say, okay, God, what do you say about this situation? What do you look at at this situation? What are you saying here? And so having that understanding, you're able to say, okay, this is what's right. This is what's right. So that's really, really, really important. So we see here that, um, that we, need to have, um, we need to have wisdom, we need to be able to receive instruction, and we need to have understanding in order for us to grow, in order for us to make the right decisions and the right choices, and to be and to go in the right direction. In other words, to go uh, and, and to um, use the best means to accomplish the best ends, right? Okay, so let's go on here. Let's look at verse 4, uh, verse 3. Um, to receive instruction in wise behavior. Look at that. There's a key word there. To receive. To receive. And that's really important. Verse 3. Uh, verse 3, it says, To receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity. And so again, you see here, there's the, in verse 3, there's the idea there that you have to be willing to receive it. We're not always willing to receive it. Sometimes we can tune things out. If, we don't, if we're not into something or we're not really willing to listen to something, we're not going to hear it. We can hear words, but we're not really not going to receive it. We're really not going to understand it. We have to have a willingness to receive what's ever said. Okay, God, I don't necessarily agree with this. I don't like this. I don't like the situation, but I'm going to, if you said it, I'm going to receive it. I'm going to receive it. You have to have a willingness to receive it. Just like with salvation, you can't, God can present it to you, but you have to be willing to do what? You have to be willing to receive it, don't you? And just like that, with instruction and wisdom and understanding, you need to be willing to do what? Receive it from God. And so verse 3, to receive instruction in wise behavior. So we see, and, and we see here, so you have to be willing to receive it uh, in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity. So let's look at here. What did Solomon ask for? He asked for to have justice. That was one of the things he asked for, so that he could rule the people rightly. So if that's one of the words here. So justice and equity, all the attributes of one upright in his relationship to God and man. To treat others fairly, right? to make sure that others get justice, to make sure that others are taken care of. If you look at throughout the Bible, what is God concerned about? God's concerned about justice, right? He's concerned about, he's, he's concerned about people getting, um, getting um, the, the right justice in their lives, whether they be rich, whether they be poor, Whoever they are, God is concerned that people get justice, that people get what's right. And, what, and that's what God wants. God is always a fair God. Sometimes my kids will say, well, that's not fair. God is fair in the perfect sense of the word. God is fully just and fully right in, the, in, the, in, his under, in God's understanding and God's way. And so we need to be, uh, we need to know um, 
how to live. Righteousness. What is the righteousness? Righteousness is living rightly in the eyes of God. Not the way we call right, but the way God calls right, according to his word. Living righteously, being just, um, and having equity, showing <laughs> equality to people, treating people with equity. Equity means treating others with equality. Not looking down, not belittling people, not condescending on people, but treating people where? With equity, fairly, no matter who they are, whether they're rich or poor, whether they're young or old, treating folks with equity. That's a, that's a rare quality these days, guys. And that's something that we need to look into. That's something that we need to desire. And to have righteousness, to live right behaviors, to be just in our decisions and our choices, and to do what? And to have and to be equi and be equitable with other people. And let's verse four. It says to give prudence, give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge and discretion. So we see here the um, the simple. The simple means those who know, who have a purity of heart that are they they want to they want to do good. To the simple, to do what? To do. Um, that's one it's easily led to good or evil, so the parallel. In other words, one, a simple means one who is easily led to do good or evil. So if you're simple in, this, in the good sense, that means you're easily led to do good. And to give, and so one is simply, is easily led, or our hearts easily led to do good, or our hearts easily led to do that which is right. Are our hearts pliable? Are they mealable to, to do that which is right? And so it goes on and says to uh, give prudence to the naive. In verse 4, to the youth, knowledge and discretion. To know the knowledge. What's that knowledge? That knowledge, um, prudence, and discretion. Well, discretion means knowledge is knowing what to do and how to do it. And then discretion is literally device. Both qualities, either good or bad, according to their use. Here, good as a simply wariness by which to escape evil and find good. So you have discretion. Discretion, we, we know what discretion is. And listen to this last part here. It says, to know, and, and denotes rather discreet counsel. And it goes on here. It says, here is as they apply wariness by which to escape evil and good. You're in a situation, and you know there's potential danger there. He says, no, I can handle it. No, I can do it. I'm strong enough. I know what I can, I can do. What's discretion? Discretion gives you the understanding saying, well, maybe not. Maybe I don't, maybe I can't handle this. Maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. And you, and you choose and make the right decision at that choice. You have discretion. You could go that one way or you could go the other. So you use discretion to say, maybe I better not. Maybe I should make the wise choice and not go there when I know there could be a potential danger for me. Does that make sense? Having the discretion means being able to, should I spend money on that for something maybe that, I could wait on, or should I purchase it now? Discretion will tell you, discretion from God will tell you, 
the right thing to do at that time. And sometimes the right thing to do is maybe wait. Or the, might, the right thing to do maybe say, uh, you need to do it now. But having the discretion from God, you'll know in your heart saying, okay, this is the best thing to do for this moment, using that discretion. And being able to say, no, I better not, I better go. Does that make sense? So knowing what to do in a situation where it's kind of gray and you're saying, I could go either way, but having God's discretion saying, okay, I better not, or I can do this. So that's important to have. Okay, let's go on to verse 5. Listen, my son, and be wise. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. So a wise man, a wise person, will do what? Will hear. Will hear. From who? From God. He'll hear from God. What's sometimes the biggest thing that we miss out on? We're saying, well, I didn't hear. Sometimes my kids tell me that even though I told them multiple times. I didn't hear. I know they heard. We can do the same things as adults to God. Well, I didn't hear, God. I didn't hear. So you use that as your excuse to get out of it. Well, you can't use your excuse to get out of it with God. God says things clearly. It's a matter of us hearing what he's saying. And so he's telling us a wise man, someone who is wise, and what they're saying and what they're doing will hear and increase in learning. So if, you're, if God's speaking and God's raising his voice and God's saying, okay, this is what I'm saying. This is what you're supposed to be doing. This is the way you're supposed to be going. This is how you're supposed to do this or this or this or this. Then you hear him. Then if you hear them, what are you going to do? It says here, you're going to increase in learning. You're going to increase in the knowledge of God. If you don't hear from God, what's going to happen? You're not going to increase in your learning. You're not going to increase in your knowledge and your understanding of God, <laughs> excuse me, and his ways. You're not going to do that. But if you do, you receive it. You say, oh, okay, God, I hear you. I hear you. I understand what you're saying. You're going to increase in your knowledge, and you're going to do that which is right. And what's going to happen is, folks, you're going to grow in your faith. You're going to become more mature in your faith. I, know, I want to become more mature in my faith. I want to grow in my faith. I want to become closer to God because the more mature you come, the closer to God you come. The more you hear from God, the more he's going to speak to you clearly. And the more you hear from God and you obey God, the more you're going to gain your understanding and your knowledge of God. Right? So we need to be clear about that, folks. We need to be clear saying, okay, God, I hear you. When, when, when other people talk to me and I didn't understand something, people explain it to me, and I say, okay, I hear you. I hear you. In other words, it means I understand what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Do we hear what God is saying to us? So that we can increase in learning a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Sometimes we need wise counsel from others who know the truth. So we just sometimes we just can't ask advice from, I mean, we just can't do th wing things on our own. We need to seek out wise counsel. Not somebody who will tell us what we want to hear, but somebody who will tell us the truth. 
Sometimes we want to hear what we want to hear rather than hearing what we need to hear. And that's something that we need to be careful with, seeking out wise counsel, those who are going to tell us what we need to hear. Do you seek out wise counsel from others who are wise? I know I, I need to do it sometimes. I can't do everything on my own. Just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean that I have all the answers. I don't. I'm just a man. And we're just people. We're just humans. We need other people who are wise in order to get wise direction, wise leading, and wise wisdom and what to do and how to do it. And it says, a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel, so you, he's going to do it. If you want to suffer uh, in, your, in the consequences of your decisions and God's telling you you need to seek wise counsel, <coughs> then and you, and you say, now nah, I can handle this, then you're going to suffer the harm yourself. You need to receive the instruction. You know, sometimes you need to seek out wise counsel. I mean, I do it myself, too, from other wise, uh, godly people. To understand a proverb and a figure. To understand uh, so as to so as to such will be the results. In other words, if you gain the understanding from wise counsel, you're going to have and you're going to do the right thing. Um, and it says words of the wise, and and so we see here that God's purpose is for us to succeed. God's purpose is us to do well. So if we, we need something, we're going to ask of him. To understand a proverb and a figure. To understand the things of God. The words of the wise and their riddles. In other words, understand the words of, that other people have written, that God has written. Like, to understand proverbs. Proverbs are simp simple, but yet they're profound and deep. These words were written... Um, almost 2,500 years ago. Almost 2,500 years ago, yet they apply today in every situation. If you look at it, if you've ever read through Proverbs, there's one proverb every day that you could read for the month. And you could read Proverbs every day and still not get the bottom of the depths of the truth of what it says. Because all the things in Proverbs, a lot of the things in Proverbs apply today in our lives. Look at it and see. It says, as Solomon said as he wrote in, in, um, in Lamentations, he says, there's nothing new under the sun. What does that mean? There's nothing new that's gone on in history, in our world, that isn't right today. Well, technology. You know, technology has changed. The physical things have changed. But the heart of man hasn't, right? The heart of man is the same. The heart of man is the same, just the outward things have changed. The technological things have changed. But the heart of man is still the same. People are still basically evil. It says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It is. You look at the things, you look at Cain and Abel. They're still doing the same things today, right? Right? That was in the beginning of that was in the beginning of our history. They were the second two people born. And stuff's still going on today, and God says the, the heart of man is desperately wicked, and who can know it, right? 
So there's nothing new under the sun. And Proverbs speaks to that, folks. And that's why we need wisdom. That's why we need understanding. That's why we need discretion to navigate the things in our world, the things that are going on in our time, the things that are happening in our world. Right? Things that there's been wars and rumors of wars, right, guys? That's what it says in the end times. War has been going on for how long? Since the beginning of time. Right? Other behaviors have been going on since the beginning of time. Right? And so that's why we need understanding and how to navigate all these things, folks. That's why we need understanding how to navigate this this life, this Christian life that we live, navigate it in this world that we live in 2022. How do we do that? We follow his word. We seek wisdom. We seek instruction. We seek God's direction. And so it's, it's and so to give us an understanding, as it says in verse six, to understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and the riddles. When you figure these things out and you apply these things to your life, it can give you a whole different set of directions. It can give you a whole way of doing things. Like it says, like it says with sin. It's like it gives an example of someone who is, someone is, I'm going to use a graphic description here. Someone who is a prostitute. If you look at chapter 5, I think it's chapter 5 in Proverbs, and it talks about, and it's a symbolic of sin. And she's calling out, she's calling by the cornerway, and here comes the naive walking down her street, and he hears her voice, and she comes and she says things that are pleasant and things that he wants to hear. And all of a sudden he's sucked in and taken by a snare. And he's given over to his desire. And he falls into her trap. Rather than wisdom will say, having instruction saying, okay, I'm going to listen to what God's saying and saying, no, I'm going to avoid her path. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to run away, just like Joseph did. He ran away from uh, Potiphar's wife who was trying to seduce him. The reality is a sin is very seductive. It paints it, and that, that's just one example. But it's, it's just, it paints itself in a way that looks really glittery. But the reality is, is that how can we navigate that facade? How can we navigate the glitter? How can we navigate all that and do what's right? I remember this was a great example when I lived in New York. I lived up in New York for during the 90s, early 90s, and in, in Manhattan. And I worked in Manhattan for a while. And I, was, I remember going from Brooklyn. I was living in Long Island. I, would, I was working in Manhattan. And I, would, and I was driving along, uh, I think, the BQE. And um, driving along, then I look over. And I was looking over. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure. But I see the skyline of Manhattan. I see the lights, and I see all the glitter, and I see all the beautiful buildings. And so, of course, this was before the World Trade Center was, was taken down. And it looked beautiful. The skyline looked beautiful. 
Skyline looked gorgeous. New York skyline, right? But if you go into the city, into the heart of the city, what do you see sometimes? You see the reality of what it is. Like every major city. Philly, New York, Baltimore, Washington, Boston, Chicago, L.A., you know, Miami, all those things, they glitter, they look nice, right? But you go inside and it looks nice. But having wisdom and discretion, and the Lord showed me, it says, it looks nice on the glitter on the outside until you see the reality of what it is when you go on the inside, right? And that's what wisdom does. Wisdom gives us the discretion to be able to say, I'm not going to walk into my desire. I'm not going to walk into my, this path here. But I'm going to choose what's right. I can see it looks nice on the outside, but I kind of see there's some things there that I shouldn't participate in. There's things there I shouldn't do. And having the wisdom and the discretion to be able to say, no, I better not, if it's for my own good. To do what's right. Seek wise counsel. Find wise counsel in his word. Listen to his word. Hear what his word is saying. Doing what's right. Making wise choices. Making good choices. Making good decisions. Choosing best over what's just good. And in verse 7 is the bottom line for all of this. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hmm. The fear of the Lord, the, the principle of true, uh, true piety. Piety means true holiness, true righteousness as a person. The fear of the Lord, what is it, that, that reverential, it's not, it, yeah, it's a fear of like, God, oh, like you fear God, but there is that reverential respect for God saying, I'm not going to participate in this because it, it because I'm bringing disrespect to you, God. But I'm also um, not walking in what you're saying, and you and you fear God for what can happen to you if you don't follow what God is saying. The fear of God will will call you cause you to say, "Uh oh, I better not," because you respect God too much. You choose God too much. I don't want this to happen. Because if you choose certain, you make certain decisions, there's going to be certain results that are going to happen as a result of those decisions. So if you have the fear of God in you, you're not going to make those decisions so as you're going to incur difficulty or pain or hardship as a result. You're, going to, you're not going to incur the discipline of God as a result of your decision not to choose or obey God or what he's saying or what he's doing. Not that God's being mean, God's being just. God's be doing what's right, right? So if you choose, what, the fear of God says, saying, okay, the fear of God says, okay, I better not. I better not, God. I'm going to do what's right, God. I'm going to choose what's right, and God, help me to, because I don't want to disrespect you. I don't want to hurt you, and I don't want to hurt others, but I also, I don't want to incur your discipline, God. I don't want to incur your discipline. I don't. I don't want to be under the discipline of God. Jesus took the discipline for our sin on the cross. 
but there's certain natural consequences in, to, to our decisions and our choices that we make, who we willfully make, as a result of our disobedience to God. The fear of God will help us not to do those things. In other words, you have that respect for God. You choose that which is right. And what happens, he says here, is the beginning of knowledge. So you have the fear of God, you have the beginning of knowledge. That's where you begin to have the knowledge of God. Saying, I fear God enough, I respect God enough, I reverence God enough, that I'm not going to do those things. And it says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. So if you want to be a fool and you lack, act like a fool, I think of a fool as like uh, those old court jesters who jump around those crazy-looking suits to try and please the king. That's a fool. Unless we want to look like a fool like that before God, that's up to us. Unless we want to be wise people, people who follow instruction, people who follow wisdom, people who have discretion, people who fear God, that's the basis of you fear God, then, and then you're going to look like what? You're going to look not like a fool, but a wise person before God. And not only before God, but before man. Who was the wisest person? It wasn't Solomon, it was Jesus. Follow Jesus and follow his instructions, willing to listen to him, willing to do what he says, and that's when you'll be wise. And that's when you'll have, as it says in James 1.5, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Not doubting, but believing in faith. Okay, God, I don't know what to do. Show me what to do. And when you do, he's going to show you. He's going to show you the right thing to do. He's going to show you how to do it. And he's going to show you the best way to do it. And you're going to, you want to be a really wise person? Listen to him and listen to his instruction and be willing to do what he says. And you'll be on the right path. You'll be the wise person. You'll be the person that people come to because you have the wisdom. You're, you have the wisdom from God, that supernatural wisdom from God, knowing what's to do and how to do it. Amen? Amen. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, thank you, O oh God, for your wisdom and your instruction, your understanding that you give. Father, give us hearts to ask for wisdom and instruction and understanding. Show us the right way to go and how to go and how to have it. Father, give us willing hearts, O oh God, obedient hearts, hearts that love you, hearts that fear you, O oh God, we pray. Do a supernatural work in our hearts. Thank you, Father. We love you and we worship you. In 